I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hello and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily right here on Wrestling Daily. That's, of course, our YouTube channel. If you haven't liked and subscribed thus far, what are you? doing make sure you press those buttons give us that good stuff and the thumbs up that's right i've hit you with the the wants and demands straight out the gate how are you doing everybody tonight as you can see it is the wednesday edition of wrestling daily that means it is i and sp3 in the house sp3 how are you man it's wednesday and you know what that means me and alex are back together we're gonna talk about some wrestling we're gonna do some debating and possibly, you know, when it's me and Alex, there's always a chance of some singing. So oh, you know. we might sing it. You never know. You never know. I was, gonna, I, I was going to go with sitcom things, you know. Fish don't fry in the kitchen. Fish don't burn on the grill. It took a whole lot of trying. Imagine you're tuning in for the first time. You're like, what the fuck is this? Hey. I, I came to get my wrestling. Uh, so anyway, thank you very much, guys, for joining us tonight. We have got some news to get into. You've seen the titular news. And we've also got Charlie Caruso, man, taking a step back from WWE TV, it seems. We'll have some more on that. And SP3 and I, we're going to have a debate or a conversation, as it often turns into, uh, tonight. And what I think we'll do is because we have like a little list of topics We'll, we'll read out like three or four and we'll let the chat dictate where this is going to go. What do they want us to talk about? Or if you do have any fresh ideas yourselves before we get there, chuck them in the chat. Like, you know, I'd like to hear it. Like, what do you want us to sink our teeth into? We can do it. We can do it tonight. Uh, also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we're get, they're so close to 10K. So close, guys, right? And when we get there, we're going to have some merch drop. There's going to be the debut of Wrestling Daily merch. It's in the works. It is good. Uh, so please let us get there, guys, and we'll do some fun stuff. Uh, I can't wait to show you all what's been worked on and some of the ideas and stuff. Very, very cool. Uh, SP3, man, there's been some wrestling this week. Let's quickly touch on it before we dive in deep. You Impact last night. Don Callis, baby. What was he up to? Uh, well, first of all, Don Callis came out with some beautiful classical music. I felt like I was at the orchestra at the New York Opera again. You know, I used I used to do concierge work, so I've went there before. So it felt like that. 
And um, Don Callis basically uh, approached Impact World Champion Rich Swan, who was in the ring, cutting a promo about the Rebellion main event against AEW World Champion Kenny Omega, basically saying that he respected Moose, you know, who he defeated to become the unified Impact World Champion. And now that he has two belts, he feels the, you know, the opportunity that he has to win the AEW World title at Rebellion. So Callis comes out and basically cuts a masterful promo telling Rich that he was the one that got him a job at Impact Wrestling. He was the one that uh, basically said that he was going to be a star. He was the one that fought with Scott Demore to get him in the match at Bound for Glory against Eric Young, where he won the Impact World title. But he said when he was growing up, he used to always have, you know, the, the best toy or the best car. And then something else would come out that's a little bit bigger, a little bit flashier, a little uh, just just slightly better than what he already had. And he wanted to get that. And that new car or new toy, that's Kenny Omega. And Rich, you're, you know, you're, you're good. You're a once in a decade talent. But Kenny Omega, he's a once in a lifetime talent. You're a great wrestling superstar. But Kenny Omega is a god. And I know you've been thinking about that one wing angel at Hard to Kill. I know, I know every night, you know, you go home with your beautiful wife. Everybody's, you know, you're having a party and you and your wife is telling all the guests, please don't bring up the one wing angel from, from hard to kill. Please don't bring it up. You know, you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're thinking about the one ring angel from hard to kill. You know, you're defeated moose with, you have both gold. You're thinking about the one ring angel, but you know what happens when I'm on commentary, when Kenny Omega, you know, no one said Kenny Omega could beat Okada. No one said Kenny Omega could beat John Moxley, that he wasn't the same. But you know what happened every single time? I was on commentary, and at the end of the match, all you heard was, One Wing Angel! One Wing Angel! One Wing Angel! And that's what you're going to hear at Rebellion. Such a work of art. I... I was I was amazed. Don Callis has been on a hell of a roll, but this might be his masterpiece as far as a promo that not only sets up a main event match at a major pay-per-view, a big time matchup in the world of wrestling, but he mm. really set up set the stage for the build-up with Ritz Swan really doubting himself because the segment ended with Callis leaving the ring and and just Rich looking at both titles and kind of thinking like is the one ring angel my future. That yeah. was Man, it's so good. Um, I like the way that the One Winged Angel is like this generation. Sound cold, sound cold, sound cold. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I caught a little bit of, of impact, like just bits and pieces. Like I shared a video earlier. I feel like they're getting so much better with their like production and like the uh, the backstage skits and stuff. Like they did like it's about three minutes thirty. This video that I shared of Scott Demore, who by the way is really good in his role as well. And um, the Good Brothers come in, do all that. Tommy Dreamer comes in, obviously Hardcore Justice, all that stuff. They accomplished a lot of business in like three and a half minutes and it all was kind of entertaining and woven well. So I liked it, man. I like what Impact are doing lately. And uh, further to the point, Don Callis, uh, that's a shoot um, because I spoke to Rich Swan not long ago and that is exactly how it went down. You know, he was going to retire from wrestling basically. And if it wasn't for Scott Demore, you know, Scott Demore played his part too. And yeah. Don Callis, he, you know, he wouldn't be where he is now. And now look at it. He's about to have probably the biggest match outside of WWE in decades. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Right. And it's, yeah. it, could, it could change the wrestling landscape. Uh, Noreen Red said, uh, Rad says, how long until Alex's girls tell him to shut up? I've already had the deaths there. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm terrified. Uh, if, if I, you know, there's got to be a signal if, uh, if they're going to come get me or something. I'm like, you know, there's got to be a signal. Um, also, 
the chat is full with SB3 for Quizzlemania champion. Tonight is the night. SB3 finally gets his call up to the big leagues. He's on Quizzlemania. He's challenging for the throne and he's going to bring it home for Wrestling Daily. In fact, we should have subbed you out tonight. Why have I got you an hour beforehand, man? You should be prepping. You should be hitting the books. You should be letting your missus feed the children while you're busy at work. God damn it. Uh, how are you feeling, brother? Uh, I'm I'm both very excited and very no nervous. I know I'm representing the entire Wrestling Daily, uh, the community, as well as the hosts. So that's where the nervousness comes in play. But I'm I'm more excited. I've been waiting to get on Quizzlemania. You know, Adam is a great host. He's one of the, honestly, he's one of the inspirations for me starting to do YouTube, uh, you know, wrestling YouTube. He was one of the first guys that I ever saw. So to be on screen, that's great opportunity. But I'm just looking to represent all you guys and bring home and, of course, get my last Infinity Stone for the Wrestle, Wrestle Talk Infinity Gauntlet. Listen, I, I think for anyone who's not particularly aware of SP3 and his like crazy in-depth knowledge, like sometimes we have chats just off camera, right? Like just in general. Yeah. And we we can, you know, I would say SP3 has actually got a sharper memory than I. And I've got like an encyclopedic knowledge yeah. of maybe like 98 to 2004. Like any on any day, I could just say to you, like sometimes we'll be like, yeah, do you remember this? And no one else would remember that stuff. But S3, SP3 does in like crazy detail. And he's and whereas I've got gaps in my knowledge, right? I've got like a specific block. He's like for since he's been born, he just knows everything. So I think um he's gonna surprise a lot of people tonight. And I like what you said about Adam. Um, because same thing, obviously, in his um well, what culture days? Sorry, I was about I, for some reason I was about to say cultaholic days, but I was like, that didn't happen. Um he, yeah, again, those guys obviously set like a standard really yeah. on, on YouTube. Um and Adam has been like so cool for me, even before I had a show here on Wrestling Daily, which is on, you know, we're like partners of Wrestle Talk. Um, even before that, he was so cool the way, you know, and he's still now, like even like when I was sick and stuff, he would inbox me and that. Like, he's a good guy. Um, yeah. and he's extremely, extremely good host. So I can't wait, man, to see what you I mean, no pressure or anything, SP3, but but I am basically banking like if Louie was going in the top, but yeah, have fun, Lou. Go on, man. Do your thing. Do your thing. If you're on it, I'm like, you have to win it, brother. Come on. Yes, I, I'm gonna bring all my knowledge. I've been uh I, I had a couple of people on Twitter told me to study some wrestlers' nipples. And I, I, I did, I did my part to try to try to distinguish, you know, the the Simon Gotches and the Kofi mm. Kingston's of the world from Let's like the Hulk Hogan. Sure. Yeah, sure. you know, you know, just try, just try my best. But I think, I think the knowledge part of the quiz I'll do pretty well. Is is it's just like the the predicting the money of, uh, of different uh, items, uh, stuff like uh, that. That might be a little bit tough for me. I, I like. Um... That was what took me by surprise, right? Like yeah. when I was on there and then it's like the Price is Right segment, I was like, shit, I'm like 10 points down already. I was like, what, what am I going to do? Um, so, yeah, uh, it is going to be good though, man. Good luck to you. Obviously, as you can understand, guys, we're going to finish about 5-2 tonight because SB3 needs to get over and do his thing. Um, for those asking, what happened to Ollie Davis today? Dead, I think. Um, Vince McMahon limo-esque from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. He, he basically had the fate that John Moxley was supposed to have. And, right. you know, you know, Pete got there kind of in time, but he didn't 69 him like, like, you know, like he was supposed to. And I, I don't know. I don't know. 
R.I.P. <laughs> Thoughts go out to his family, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, also, guys, as you know, like, you know, while we've got SP3 here, normally we do ultra chats towards the end of the show, but we're going to do them earlier tonight because he has to get off. So please, guys, hit us at the wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. Uh, you know what to do. Then the modern mother herself will come through and give us the goods and we will read out your stuff on screen. Uh, also, who <laughs> Bo Hill, don't do me like that, brother. Come on, I I'm nice to you. Every show. <laughs> All right? And you doing me like this? I'm still a shade up from like, I don't know, Aiden English and Seamus. Come on. You are. You are. Come you on. Are. I mean, it's tight. But, you know, <laughs> I, could, I could get a sunburn in a coffin. I really could. But... Uh, nonetheless, come on, man, give me, give me a break. Uh, it is worth noting though, that that complexion does come from my Irish heritage, SB3. And today is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You're, yeah. you're going to be, you're going to be busy as well. There oh, it is. Yep. There it is. Um, of course my family are from Ireland. Um, yeah, I am going to be with Steph Chase. From 11 p.m. tonight, Wrestling Daily co-host as well. And um, we're going to have a hour lead-in to AEW show. Because, of course, our time, that's going to be midnight tonight. Um, so that's very cool. Me and Steph are going to, you know, I've got some proper 12 whiskey from Conor McGregor. I mean, I, I mean, I say from Conor McGregor, you know, I don't think he actually gave it to me. But his company sent it to me. Um, so I'm going to drink some of that tonight. And... No Guinness, though, which sucks. Oh, I've, had some, I've had some great St. Paddy's Day nights, man. But anyway, uh, it's going to be cool with Steph. Um, I haven't been on her channel yet, so it's going to be cool. Um, very, very happy about that. So let's get into the news, shall we? I, I always say we kick off with a titular news, but we've just waffled on for 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, so what is the titular news? I haven't even checked. What is uh, it, SP3? Well, basically, we were made aware on Monday Night Raw following, um, I, I'll call it Slimegate, uh, oh. that Shane McMahon would go one-on-one -on -one with Braun Strowman at Fastlane when they were going through the list of matches on Monday Night Raw. They listed that as one of the matches for this Sunday. But apparently, WWE.com has now removed the match from the list of matches for WWE Fastlane. And I guess they are saving their next supposed matchup for WrestleMania, which makes a lot more sense. I just thought, you know, the, they they realized last week's segment was really bad. Uh, this week's segment was not that much better. So they was like, you know what? Let's just put it on Fastlane. No one's really going to care that it's not on WrestleMania. But now they are, it seems like they're making the move to putting it back on the two-night WrestleMania card and instead of Fastlane. Yeah, as Upside Everdale says here, proper number 12 is not good. Hopefully you like it more than I did. I put this on screen. I, I heard that a lot. Yeah. It, which actually makes me kind of sad. Um, you know, I don't want Conor McGregor to have shite whiskey, but apparently that's the case. Um, I've heard that from a few people. So, um, I mean, tune into Steph's channel tonight after SB3 has finished winning Quizzlemania. Maybe you'll catch me hating drinking that whiskey. Who knows? You know, maybe that's the show. I don't know. Um, so, yes, I, I in, the, in the Shane McMahon, is, I said this to Louis the other day, like, there's no, there's no way that they do that. At, even when it was announced for Fastlane, like, you know, it wasn't going to happen at Fastlane, whether they change course or not. I don't think you, as crazy as it sounds to say, I don't think you will Shane McMahon out of Fastlane. Like they, I think in their heads, 
at the very least, they think Shane McMahon is a WrestleMania attraction. <laughs> Whether that's true or not, they think that. Um, and I do still, in my mind, think Braun Strowman, sh- you know, f- throwing Shane McMahon off a myriad of things is still interesting. I would watch it as like, a, you know, I'm going to love Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Like that hasn't been confirmed, but Seth Roll- um, Cesaro essentially told me that it is. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to buzz off of that. We're going to get... Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan, a concoction of that is going to be amazing. Lashley, McIntyre. I think in amongst that, there's going to be room. There's, I think at WrestleMania, there's always room for a bit of car crash element, right? Something a bit yeah. different. It's not like, like Wrestle Kingdom to me is like a elite wrestling show. That's mm-hmm. like, you get, that's the best wrestling you can maybe find that year, right? Yeah. But WrestleMania is a show. I think sometimes that's forgotten. Right, yeah. like last year, I was complaining a lot that Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn didn't get to wrestle. Pissed me off. Like yeah. Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan have, you know, years of experience. Two of the best workers in the world today, still in the top ten in the world today. Both of them, you could make the argument, right? Yeah. Sami Zayn probably hasn't had enough chances to show it, but he is. Um, and what did they do? Sami Zayn was this cowardly heel. The story was more about what it was at ringside. He sneaked a victory. It was trash. I'm sorry. It was, it was, a, SmackDown. It was a SmackDown match. On exactly. Wrestling. That was my problem. It wasn't something that you would you should have waited and then paid for, right? That's my problem sometimes. Whereas I feel like AEW, sparklers, you know, sand sparklers, typically deliver what you want. They build to something and you get your match, right? Yeah. I, I was disappointed in that last year. So this year, the idea of Cesaro and Seth Rollins properly wrestling, like having a great match for 20 minutes, really, really gets me excited, right? And I, I just feel like on a WrestleMania card, be it you know the original TLCs, when Money in the Bank was a thing, even the ladder match last year, right? The triple threat that should have been the tag that turned into the triple threat. I think even that was one of the best matches on the card because it was different. Right. Yeah. And I and I still think there is room for Shane and Braun. And on the night, we'll forget about the slime. On the night, we'll forget about the terrible, terrible angle because it will just be about the carnage. But that doesn't detract from the fact it has been bad. Yes. And I, I'm just like convinced at this point that Shane McMahon just doesn't work at his at his uh, you know experience age as a heel. I've I've really enjoyed his work when like he first came back and he was uh 100% a baby face when he started like you know the, re- at- the, reac- the reactions he was getting were mad by the way yeah and and I understand everyone, that- everyone hates him now but like, <laughs> they I, loved him then I understand WWE's point of view though because you know people got excited for that five years ago now and he was wow. in probably the biggest matchup of the most attended WrestleMania, you know, regardless of Roman and Triple H getting the main event spot, the biggest match going into that WrestleMania was the hell in a cell between Shane and the undertaker. And in a lot of ways, that's why people bought the ticket. Like whether I'm a, a, like a sadist or not, like I knew Shane was going off the top of the cell and I'm going to watch that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I am. 
my my nephew who doesn't watch wrestling, he's just a few years younger than me. He literally came to my house to watch WrestleMania because he's like, Shane McMahon's back. He's gonna jump off the cell. I never seen that. He was like, he was like, you always used to tell me about mankind getting thrown off the cell, but someone jumping. I want to see that. So he came through. He got all excited. We all, the, the biggest pop, you know, I had like a WrestleMania party at my apartment that day. And the biggest pop was for Shane jumping off the, the cell. And it should have been. That was the, the wildest spot the of the whole entire match. And then the following year, he probably had arguably the best match on the show against AJ Styles. But it just seems like since the Kevin Owens feud went a little bit longer than it probably should have and took so many turns in the direction it was going to towards WrestleMania. It's been a law of diminishing returns for Shane McMahon. Like he, that feud went on too long. Then his character couldn't work as a baby face. So he eventually turned heel, had that whole partnership with the Miz. It became, it became not SmackDown live. It was Shane down live for a long time. And then uh, the, the, he turned on the Miz. He had his, his part where he was with Drew McIntyre and Elias. He was on both shows feuding with Roman Reigns, uh, Kevin Owens and The Miz at the same time. And we literally needed more than a year off from Shane McMahon. Like we needed yeah. a couple of years off from how much he was featured in the spring of 2019 to the summer of 2019. We needed a longer break than a year. Like Raw Underground was okay because they kind of made that as like its own entity. So we can make fun of that and still talk about the rest of the show. But when he is in a future role and he's on his way to a big time matchup at WrestleMania, I just don't feel the connection with his heel character. Like I would have been much better off with this whole feud with Braun as the heel and Shane as the as the babyface because Shane talking down to Braun, I I don't know who I'm supposed to root for because Shane is being is being a bad guy by calling Braun dumb, but Braun is being dumb. So it's like it's like I don't know who I'm supposed to root for. And then he's he's made to look stupid by pouring slime over his head. And then he he got hit with a camera because he's doing that dumb run around the ring thing that he cut off for almost a whole year. And now he does it and he gets hit with a camera. It's like, who am I supposed to root for? The dumb baby face or the 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 bad person calling the dumb baby face dumb? Hi, I'm Delon Grant. And I'm Francesca Ramsey. And together we host the podcast, Let Me Fix It. Each week we explore something from the past and then we pitch how to fix it for today. But forget about the past. Let's talk about the new show of the moment. Delon, did you get a chance to watch the new Queenie trailer I sent you? How dare you send me this amazing <laughs> show that took me back to every messy breakup I've ever had. Thank God I had you through my 20s. Now you could not pay me to go back and relive those days. But thankfully, we will be living as Queenie navigates her messy 20s the new series queenie is now streaming on hulu life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Yeah, I think for me, like I, I kind of check myself at a certain point because I just feel like the end result will be good. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm interested in seeing the end result. So I'm just kind of like, all right, like, let's just get through this. Like, that doesn't excuse it, of course. But, um, you know, a couple of things. One, Shane and AJ is one of the most underrated openers to WrestleMania there's ever been. Whenever. I don't care what anyone says. Like, people won't give that match the credit it deserves because of Shane, right? Like, like especially now. Like, but at that point, and obviously AJ, come on. Like did amazing things, but still that match. Honestly, um, I was there. It was awesome. Arguably the best match on the card. Um, so that doesn't detract from the fact, though, that from the best in the world winner onwards, Shane was like unbearable. Like there was too much Shane, and I, I almost got into him again when he started having like Drew around him and FTR. Like there was a few weeks and I, well, revival, and uh, I was like, oh, that could be a cool stable. Like you know, if Shane wasn't like the focus and the centerpiece, if if he's like helping these guys around him, because remember, this isn't the Drew we know now. He was still trying to get up there, yeah. Um, and it obviously it was the opposite. It was like they were there to support Shane. It was just like, come on. Um, so yeah, I, I get like I feel like they've pushed us into a difficult position with Shane but at the same time like Shane what Shane does you know whether people are allowed to do it or not not many other people do do in WWE so I do feel like he has his own space almost like if you know there's a Shane McMahon match you know what you're gonna get and there is a you know there is a a section of people myself included who will enjoy that so I'm okay with Shane and Braun being a like car crash 15 10 15 minutes of Wrestlemania that's fine Especially over two nights, you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't feel I don't feel like they're robbing anything from anyone. It's it, and at the end of the day, if Braun's the one who comes out on top, which he absolutely should, you know, I'm not gonna. I th- I thought the Miz would come out on top and he didn't. Um, but if that is what the case is, then you imagine that's that's where we're going. So I'm I'm okay with it, but I'm not gonna hold my breath for incredible results. Just give me carnage and we'll be okay. Uh, let's move along to Charlie Caruso, SB3. Fightful put out a report today. Now, there's a reason why WWE have hired somebody else to take over Raw Talk. Break it down. Yes, a new report from Fightful Select has stated that uh, Charlie Caruso has backstage heat after consistently being late to conduct interviews for television. This was said to have rubbed people the wrong way with specific instances occurring with Randy Orton and Sheamus. Word reportedly got back to higher-ups and she was taken off television as, as a result. Fightful Select then uh, sent out a later report saying that District Man took exception to Caruso being late and he was the one that made the call to remove her and that 
the introduction of Kevin Patrick has been seen as her permanent replacement. And apparently her contract is pretty much up in uh, May. So she and she has her position on ESPN. She's a part time host for first take in the mornings on weekdays. So it seems like she's making that full transition over to ESPN and leaving WWE. But this is kind of like. You know, you, you get a new job and you start you start showing up uh, late to, to your 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 current job. This is basically her trying to get out of this job without sending in a two week notice, it seems to me. Yeah, I mean, listen, her moving over to ESPN, that's a that's a great deal. Like yeah. the more and more she's been focused there, like good for her. I, I think um you know. I don't want to put words in someone's mouth, but I was about I was about to, but I'm not going to. I think Renee Young always wanted that, frankly. I think she wanted that big network job. And that's what, you know, I don't know what she's gonna do when after the kid's born or whatever, but presumably that will be a direction she moves in. And she should. She deserves to be on a yeah. massive network. Um, so I feel like maybe WWE is kind of like a stepping stone to some people because while they might like wrestling, it's probably not their lives. And I'm gonna assume the same for Charlie Caruso. She's extremely good at her job. Yeah. Extremely good, Charlie Caruso. Um, yeah, Randy don't play that shit, does he? <laughs> That's the wrong guy. That is the wrong guy to just turn up late for stuff. Like he he will not. That will not go down well with Randy Orton. Um, you know they said Randy Orton and Seamus. You know that's two veterans of the company. You don't want to be mucking them around. TV days are full as it is. Um, so I mean, when I read the report, and I was like. Charlie Caruso has heat. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was like, how could Charlie Caruso get heat? Like, what's she done? Um, but yeah, like if obviously she's starting to prioritize her ESPN stuff, you know, presumably, as you mentioned, she's working in the mornings and then she's got to make her way yeah. over to WWE. It's obviously getting a bit conflicting, and WWE have said, Well, look, this this isn't working. You're gonna have to take a step back. Um, in comes Kevin Patrick. Fair play to him. Um, he's done a good job thus far, by the way. So, I mean, it's gutting, though. Like, you know, Renee Young, Kathy Kelly, Charlie Caruso. It kind of feels like an end of an era because I thought all three yeah. of them were really, really good at their jobs. Uh, I do feel like WWE are worse off for not having them. Yeah, because, you know, what seems to happen with a lot of the WWE backstage interviewers they turn them into robots. It feels like like they they can only ask certain questions, and they're kind of just put into this box where you know Vince puts the information in in their back, and then they just spurt it out. They say the whatever question instead of like kind of being like the the viewer, a voice of the viewer, and asking the question what the viewer is thinking. They ask what Vince is thinking, and pretty much all their interviewers have become robots. But Renee Young kind of stood out first of all out of everybody oh. as as a personality that kind of talked for herself especially when she got the hosting gig on talking smack and anything she was doing on the wwe network Un unfiltered that was yeah. good yeah like she had she had good shows yeah yeah she did great things with the with them and we got to really become become attached and connected to her her and her character as a person so I think that was the reason why she stood out first. Charlie Caruso kind of followed in that footsteps. And especially, you know, I've watched Raw Talk only a few times. That's where she really stands out to me on WWE. Like the, the chemistry that she had with R-Truth, even though Kevin Patrick, I think, is really good in the backstage interviewer role for the, you know, the two weeks that he's been here. When I watch Raw Talk, it's totally different. 
Like it's you could tell him and Truth don't really know each other. They're starting to get in the groove where, you know, as someone that watches Talking Smack on a regular basis and you see the chemistry between Kayla and, and Paul oh, Heyman and, you know, Talking Smack is a little bit it feels a little bit more unfiltered than than Raw Talk. When I turned on Raw Talk for the first time, Charlie and R-Truth's chemistry was the thing that made me keep watching. To watch it with Kevin and, and R-Truth, I know it's going to take a while for them to have that same chemistry. But Charlie really stood out and we got connected to her her, her as a character. And, you know, Kathy Kelly, the same thing on her on, on screen uh, roles. But it just seems like Kayla is the only one left from that type of like the, the the backstage interviewers that have developed themselves and made a connection with the audience. Yeah, I agree. Um, fifth generation, Connie Joseph with it. Uh, he, he's really wanting people to... <laughs> this is a very specific question to ask. Uh, nobody in the chat has to be... If Alex is more handsome than our, that's a really, really specific thing to say. Listen, let me, uh, I'll make it easier for you. Like, I've, I've got, you know, people like the blue eyes. There's some blue eyes there. But my nose is crooked as hell because I broke it playing football like three times. So I hate being face on to anything. So let's just give our SRS the win. I, I'll, I'll forfeit. I don't care. There also, you go. I've also got the terrible scar I'm hiding. Um, like, like one dimple and not the other. Like, yeah, it, it's a mess over here. Don't worry about me. Although I appreciate anyone who gives me a charity win i'll take it um anyway moving along from my uh six out of ten generous looks let's move into a, a couple of ultra chats before we go into some more news so benny boy 004 says happy paddy's day to wrestling daily's brother from an irish mother he knows <laughs> he knows and good luck on Quizzlemania sp3 uh, generally sp genuinely not generally are you nervous at all uh yeah yeah uh, I, I you never know what you're gonna get on Quizlemania, but I think I I think out of like all the people that they had like debuting, I think I'm the most prepared. I think I you know I watch enough wrestling, I've seen Quizlemania enough where I I am gonna be you know aware of most of the thing that is gonna come at me. But I'm more nervous about representing all of you guys because you guys are all awesome and the wrestling daily, Alex, Steph. Louis, all of you guys in the live chat, you guys are the reason why I'm on Quizlemania. So oh, you're I, back. Yes, exactly. I, I got to pull out my Kobe gene, pull out the Mamba mentality, and take the win. <laughs> the Black Mamba SP3. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, did you, like, I mean, just before I did Quizlemania, I was more anxious just because I wanted to win. I wasn't anxious about the yeah. show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. wanted to win. Uh, and then I'm sure I'm still certain to this day I've been robbed both times. Like, I'm sure there's cheating going on. Louis doesn't know every main event of every pay-per-view there's ever been chronologically. I refuse it. Um, and then obviously Annie Datsun robbed us, but we won't get into that again. But you had a good one because you literally had just did True Hill Heat where we did like a count. I think we did the top 10 best summer, summer slam slams. Exactly. Summer slam matches. So I was like, I was like, man, Alex, we prepared him well. <laughs> I know, I know. I lucked out really good on that one. Um, but that's the thing on the tag team one. Like I felt like I held up my end of the bargain. You know, I, I, I got my stuff right. What did Louie well, do? What did hey. do? Hey, yeah. Louis, Louis didn't have good money then. No, but let me tell you something. Louis is a Quizlemania champion and I am he not. Is. There's a bottom line for you right there. Uh, Carol Wands, Rowcroft, says, Hi, Alex and Esprit Free. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. Um, you both need to pinch yourselves for not wearing green today. Oh, I mean, it's not. I agree. Um, 
I, do you know what? I, I did think about this earlier. Like, maybe I need to buy a hat or something because Steph is like, Steph is going to go all out on the stream. And I don't know, other than the fact that I look Irish, what I can bring to the table here. I don't know. Well, you got a few hours before you we you know we finish here. You could start there, so you you got maybe some time. If there's a corner store with green hats for today, you you're in the money. Yeah, it's high, Ricardo Hull. SB3 Street Cred is high. That's all you need to know, my brother. Uh, also, um, dropping by to wish SB3 good luck on Quizlemania today. I'm rooting for you. Bring home the trophy to Wrestling Daily. Hashtag I love you, Chris. Hashtag, he has a ring now too. Oh, my Lord. We're making progress here on the, the love chapter of Wrestling Daily. CM, Chris, and Carol Wands. I need some photos of this stuff, guys. Yes. Hit me up on Twitter. I need to see these rings and, and this love affair unfolding. We need it. The Wrestling Daily Twitter account will revel in that stuff. Man, I need that. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> All right. <laughs> SP3. All right, what, do you, what do you think Chris G would say your street cred is? Um, he would say that it's, it's, uh, five blunts out of five blunts. Uh, <laughs> he would say it's high. <laughs> there you go. I should have guessed that, right? <laughs> Damn. Damn. Uh, Christy is of course of True Hill Heat with SB3. He's part of their uh, fantastic ensemble with Christy Love and many more. Um, obviously you hear me plugging it here from time to time. I, I hope you're going to rep tonight sp3 you know you are wrestling daily but you need to slip in those true heat references as well, of man. course i'm gonna slip in my true heat references and i'm hoping you know you got many people watching Quizlemania. i hope i can give that final push and get us at 10k as well when i when i uh plug that on there that, that makes me shoot happy sp3 not, not not like trigger happy just for anyone to listen on a podcast um really happy is what i mean come on now um also let's move on to another Ultra chat here. Bo Hill, after he insulted me. Uh, what do you think is more important to making a great pro wrestler? Ability to portray a believable character or technical wrestling ability? Well, history would tell you that one supersedes the other, and that would be the character. You can get further, typically speaking, if you are a great character and you have presence. Like, certainly a Vince McMahon will push that over a great technical wrestler. Yeah. I believe, personally, that if you are a great technical wrestler, the fans will organically become enamored with you, as is the case with Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Chris Benoit. There's many examples where the in-ring work was so undeniable that people end up rallying behind them. But... Um, that doesn't always get you to the dance. Look at like, there's a ceiling for some people. And I'm looking at like Cesaro, Dolph Ziggler, who should have got to different places in their careers, but didn't. And then you look at some people, like, I mean, like Hulk Hogan is a great worker, but he's not a great technician. There's a big difference. Like, I hope people understand what yeah. I'm saying, right? He knows how to hook a crowd and tell a story, but does he, you know, can he do half the ground game that Daniel Bryan could do? Fuck no, he doesn't know half the stuff, right? It's a different ball game. So if you're someone who knows how to work with your strengths, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have been to the top purely based on size, presentation, and character. Whereas there are... Drew Gulak could probably out-wrestle 80% of the roster. Yes. Probably. In terms of engine, technique, all of that great stuff. Is he ever going to be the number one guy? 
Nope. No, because he doesn't have the size or, you know, I actually think he's quite a funny, entertaining guy, but Vince McMahon doesn't think, obviously, he has the character or presence to be a world champion. So it's one of those things that you have to take all of that into consideration. But for my money, SB3, if you're, if you're saying which one is more likely to be a world champion, it's probably the character. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's definitely the character. Like, look at someone outside. Sorry, I totally forgot. I swore. Apologies for the swear jar, everyone. Oh, mod mother's gonna crucify <laughs> me again. I <laughs> I definitely think it's the uh, character because even someone outside of the WWE bubble, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, I saw in like two thousand eight. 2009 at Hammerstein Ballroom for Ring of Honor and you know he's doing the 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 video game character with the Adu gates and all of that and you know it was fun but that wasn't going to be the character that he became IWGP heavyweight champion or AEW world champion with it was when he went to when he got, gone through Ring of Honor, gone through uh, DDT, and then eventually got back to New Japan, and he developed the cleaner character. And at first, the cleaner character wasn't even a character that would have been IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Coming out with the broom, being all goofy, but he developed it over time. He got the crowd connected to him, and then the cleaner took on a life of his own. It was just the cleaner character literally was about him cleaning up the junior heavyweight division. That's it. That's all it was. It wasn't very about the room. It's very basic. That was why he was called the cleaner. But then it developed into a whole different type of character that eventually got him to become the first Gaijin uh, non-Japanese performer to win the G1 Climax, got him to the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, eventually got him to the IWGP heavyweight title. And then we see who he's become today. And he's a fully developed multi-layered type of character it's it's all it's all a part of the journey and he was always a great in-ring technician even back when he's doing the adugues and all of that but he needed to develop the character and that's where it all connected it all came together and that's why he's a big star in the industry now aj styles you yeah. have to take that journey to be the phenomenal one you know he yeah. was just you know there was a time in the tna where he was like basically a cruiserweight like that's how they looked at him right and then yeah. he becomes one of the best wrestlers in the world I, I honestly think as well in terms of like wearing their own skin and you know getting comfortable bailey is one of the best examples of that in recent memory yeah when she started as a heel it was like what is hill bailey right and yeah. then she found her groove and now she's one of the most like entertaining characters on the roster people might argue so you know that it, it, it takes time but i think without i mean one without the other you're probably not going to do much but i do feel like you can be a great technician but what will tip you over the edge will always be the character always yeah. there's um, like too many examples of the current generation becky lynch is another one oh. like She's always been a good in-ring technician, but she needed the man to take that next step further. It's all, it's all about the character, really, especially nowadays. Uh, Matty says, hey, Alex and SB3. SB3, please bring back the Quizzlemania crown to Wrestling Daily. That way we can have the Wrestling Daily face-off. Yes. yes. Boy. I, I don't know how much. I don't think Steph really wants that smoke. <laughs> like, I think she's been quite open. She's like, I don't really care if I'm invited or not. Um, but. Uh, I think between myself, Louis, and SB3, like if there if there is ever a six man, I don't see how we wouldn't win that. But 
Um, it would be interesting if we could have the wrestling daily edition of Quizzlemania for sure. Absolutely. I, I, I really want to win for that alone, for that to have it and to just make them come up with the idea to do the four way between wrestling daily. Cause I still feel the, you know, me and you, we've had great episodes, you and Louie, you, Louie and Steph, you and Steph, but the best episode to me was our year end awards where we were all four together and to bring that energy to Quizzlemania, I think would be great. Yeah. I mean, as, as the, as the main host, I don't feel like I can, <laughs> I couldn't count at that point. You go, no, 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 these are better. Um, <laughs> I enjoy them all equally. Um, so, but yes, you're right. I did enjoy that one um, where we had us all together. And WrestleScope says, hey, Alex and SB3, with, a f- with only five announced matches for Fastlane, what else can we expect to see? Neither women's title on the line, nothing for Riddle. Does WWE even care? By the way, it was me all along. I attacked Ollie and I did it for Wrestling Daily. Uh, <laughs> good, good stuff, WrestleScope. Great. Yeah, I mean, Look, Fastlane's a bit of a throwaway show. We all know it. There's only three weeks until WrestleMania. It's essentially to make sure the Peacock thing works. That is the be-all and end-all. Just to make sure that the changeover is smooth, that going into WrestleMania, it's all sorted. That is it. Because they don't want to do it at WrestleMania, and then you have problems on the night. Everything goes tits up. So um, I think, you know, I feel sorry for a lot of fans because the build for WrestleMania has been so appalling. Like yeah. I was saying yesterday as well, uh, there's no way you can convince me that anything outside of the last seven days did WWE go, do you know what? We'll have AJ and Omos take on the new day for the tag titles. That came out of thin air. They were just like, what are we gonna what we're we gonna do with AJ? Mm, probably, you know, give Omos whatever. Like it's um uh, it's not and obviously Fastlane suffers as a result. You know, they're setting now they're under the time scrutiny to set things up for WrestleMania, when in actual fact They've still got fast lane to build for, and they're not even really focusing on that. You know, what have we got? We've got Drew and Sheamus Sunday, right? We've got Biggie, Apollo Cruz. We've got Sasha and Bianca against Shayna and Nia again. For no reason. Make, makes no sense how why we've got back to that point. And they're 0 4 in tag team matches, by the way. <laughs> how, how, how? How have they earned another shot? It's like they said with AJ and Omos, have you registered as a tag team? Like, they're not even a tag team, and they've got a tag title shot at the biggest possible stage you could get one. It doesn't make sense. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to see AJ Styles wrestle. I'm not about that, right? I'm not going to be nitpicky for the sake of being nitpicky, but come on, have some consistency. Yeah, I mean, to have AJ Styles in the same role that Dolph Ziggler was in at WrestleMania 29 with a debuting and, you know, I'll say it since I'm the guy here. Black superstar debuts at WrestleMania because he was he Dolph Ziggler was in that role with Big E in his debut on the main roster, and now AJ's in that role with almost here. It just seems like that's the thing to do every uh, what seven years or so. Well, and and Braun Strowman had like the mystery partner yeah. one year, and that was also a debut. Yep, yep, <laughs> debut of Nicholas. You know, yeah. It just seems like every cup, uh, every year at WrestleMania, they really don't know what to do with the tag team titles. I think I heard you say it yesterday. Like, if Hurt Business was the Raw tag team champions, 
there probably wouldn't be a Raw tag team title match at WrestleMania. Like, I'm that convinced. I think that this whole move was because they didn't have any ideas for the Hurt Business. They was like, but what if New Day want to hear? Oh, AJ and almost like they haven't had a tag team match. Let's give AJ something. AJ doesn't have anything to do. Triple H doesn't want to wrestle. So let's give AJ this. I didn't think you were going to make when you went down the color route. I didn't think you were going to say black. I thought you were going to say green. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I was like, oh, he said black. Uh, black and green. Yeah. Felt like I walked into a gunfire. I was like, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> no, because uh, almost is, by the way, like, you know, by comparison, Big E had had a, a mild run with the NXT title and FCW, but almost is like proper green. He only, yeah. he only reported to the performance center and he was playing basketball before that like 18 months ago mm-hmm. so it's uh to then go wrestlemania you know i don't anticipate he'll do that much but what he will do I, you know they've used almost very well thus far in the short burst so i i can see i can see it being a good match like I, i'm not going to complain because i know that i'll probably enjoy it while it's happening it's just one of those again where WWE like tell you to care about things and then they tell you when not to care. Do you know what I mean? It's just a very strange, it's a strange way they go about it. The tag titles, this is getting me on a tangent now. The tag titles have been treated like crap for so long. You know, even um heading into WrestleMania the other year, I know we had like what Jericho and AJ going for the belts for a little bit, right? And then it yeah. didn't happen. I know they obviously split up and had their own thing. But again, there's hot when was the last time? Genuine question. Two really hot teams were going into WrestleMania and they met. They didn't even do it with the Usos and New Day, really. Nope. And that's the, added in that's, the Legend Brothers. that's the last two teams I can think of that were hot as a rivalry. I can't think of another one. Yeah. I know I... We, we had the Usos and Bludgeon Brothers at 34, did we? Did I just make that it up? Was, it was Usos, New Day, and Bludgeon Brothers at 34. The three. Right. That only lasted two minutes, even though yes. a lot of people were like, oh, this is going to be a good match. And it only lasted two minutes. Yeah. So, you know, again, like I can't remember. Obviously, we always hate doing this. But when you look at like the Edge and Christians and the Hardys and Dudleys, OK, I know that's more than two teams. Yeah. But even, even if, you know, no matter how many teams, when was the last time that the tag team title scene was hot? Because it had multiple teams and you were ready to see them together. Because what happens these days is they kind of focus on one team, they make them the champions, and then you're going to face the Lucha House Party, and you then you're going to face like whoever else is like the Whipping Boys. They don't know how to make the tag divisions hot at all. Like I, now that I think about it, you know, and it's criminal that you had the revival there. You know, like and obviously we know what they did with the Usos. Uh, okay, they had that kind of one good pay per view match, but we had Usi hot and whatever to get there. Um, it feels like they, they maybe it's they don't care, honestly. I, I know there's all these, there's always that thing, isn't it, that Vincent Mann doesn't care about the tag title, he doesn't think they draw. Um, but I honestly look at the tag division, I just feel kind of bereft about it because I love tag team wrestling, so it's really kind of painful to look at it and go, and do you know what? The other thing is, I don't care when they have two singles together and then they make them a tag team. That doesn't bother me. Like, yeah. it, bothers, it bothers me when they go, like, you know, they just do it. And then, it, um, for instance, like, Cena and Michaels won it, right? Just because they're feeding for the world title. That's when I'm a bit like, okay, that sucks. But I don't mind when, like, they go, you know what? Sheamus and Cesaro, now you're a tag team, right? Yeah. That, In fact, them and The Shield at SummerSlam is one of the last times I can really remember the tag titles being hot. Like... 
And there's nothing wrong with that, rock and sock. You can make those stories for top guys and plug them into the tag division, but they don't want to do that. They'd rather have people, you know, sitting around or just doing endless feuds rather than making a tag division, you know, valuable. And I know I've waffled here, but it's just, it's frustrating because I can't honestly remember the last time such a valuable part of the wrestling to me has been taken very seriously by WWE. Yeah, it's it's been quite some time. I would I would agree with you. New Day and Usos at the end of 2017, but it feels like an eternity. Like I'm go- like as you're talking, I'm going through all the cards of the WrestleManias of the last years, and I'm like, nope, nope, three way, four way, nope, no. Nope. It just seems like every WrestleMania season, it's never taken seriously. And that's yeah, a good point. Romeo's another one from True Hill Heat saying the long-term uh, storytelling has been absent in the tag team in the tag division. 100%. 100%. Like the last story they told in the tag division was really the bar coming together. That mm. and that was in 2000 the end of 2016. Like man, that's 5 years ago. Like they just don't care about the tag team division. Like they'll get a team hot like the Bludgeon Brothers, have them win the tag team titles. But does anybody, it was three years ago, 2018. Does anybody really remember the Bludgeon Brothers title reign? Like, I remember them winning it at WrestleMania. And I remember being there when they lost it to SmackDown after SummerSlam against the New Day. I Mm. don't really remember. I know they had a match with Team Hell No one time. That was a good match, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And, but they are, there's just, they don't know how to make these title reigns feel memorable. Like, Mm. yeah. You're right. You're right. They just put them on someone. That's what they do. Yeah, and that that's what they think constitutes. You know what I mean? Like a story or building. And it's like, oh, whereas like you look at AEW, and it's like there's a whole story of how getting to the titles and the best teams and working around that division. Where a, a WWE, it's not that they don't have the depth, but they choose not to in the tag division, yeah. right? Either side, and, and and you're right, like they never you never get like a story that leads to a big WrestleMania blow up for a tag team. It feels like they do the rest of the card. And then they go, okay, what tag teams have we got, basically? And they go, yeah. right, and we'll plug them in here. Like, obviously, the Hardy Boys come back at 17, 33. I said two for 17 because 2017. Exactly. Um, is one of the, obviously, all-time great moments, right, at WrestleMania. And, again, that makes it feel special. But without that, you've got Enzo and Cash, you've got the Good Brothers, and you've got the Bar, right? Am yep. I right in saying yep. that? Yep, that was the teams. I mean, how special was that going to be? I don't know. Well, this was at a time where Enzo and Kaz were still young on the main roster. So that was who I was kind of rooting for because I was like, at least it's someone new. At least someone new can win the tag team titles. Enzo and Kaz, their entrance was still over. This was before that whole heel turn just a couple of months later. So I was rooting for them. But yeah, if it wasn't for the Hardys, I don't think anybody would remember that match. Like maybe Enzo and Kaz fans would remember them winning. But yeah, it became a memorable moment because of the Hardys. Uh, another ultra chat here from Matty says, so my previous ultra chat was long, but it didn't come through. So I'll try again. If you want something green, Asda is open 24 hours. Hmm. Uh, question, uh, SP3, Asda is like a supermarket. Um, <laughs> question, out of all the WrestleMania matches that have been announced, who do you think is winning? Ooh. Also, Alex, what was the food on your Instagram? That's a good plug, by the way. If anyone who wants to follow my Instagram, it's the same as my Twitter handle. Get on up there. I always get that wrong. That way. Um, so, yeah, I made like a rice dish yesterday and I just chucked everything that I like that I could see in there. I was like, hello, me, get in there. Um, Going to cook some scrambled egg, get it in there. Uh, chicken, 
in there. Uh, sliced sausage, you're in there. And I just made like a big, and then I put some sauce in it and just mixed it all together and just made this rice concoction. It was very good. Thank you very much. Um, and I don't even know what the other question was. For WrestleMania, uh, Roman, I think I, I, I think Brian gets added and Edge, uh, and he takes the fall for Edge, personally. And then you know, maybe you can pivot into Edge and Brian because of that or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think Cesaro over Rollins. <sighs> AJ and Omos, I guess. Even though typically, ah, oh, but that means Omos has to, you know, you have to work after that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, again, look, they're going to debut this monster. I, ju- I just feel like Vince will want to back him. So, yeah. Uh, AJ and Omos. Braun over Shane. Um, Bianca over Sasha. Um, Oscar over Charlotte. I know that hasn't been announced, but bear with me, guys. Yeah. And oh, I think they're going to do Drew, but I want Lashley. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with more of what I think than what I want here. So I'll, I'll say uh, Drew um aj and almost charlotte oh charlotte again yep that is a heat-seeking missile bianca that's that that's not my heat-seeking call right here (laughs) bianca and then in the main event i've been watching the story i do a post show on sportito wrestling every friday after smackdown Edge is beating Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Yeah. And he's pinning, he's gonna pin Daniel Bryan if Daniel Bryan is added. Like just the way this story is going down, I already I said it to Rick on, on, on Smack Talk. He's Vince is pressing that nostalgia button, and he has a special mm. panel that opens up on the nostalgia button and it says last title run for old wrestler. Boom. Yeah, he's and you know what? The, the, the promo that Edge did of, of like the journey back to the title, as soon as he won the rumble, we should all know that he's gonna win the title. What? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was thinking with my heart more than my head for Roman. Ricardo Holt gives us the ultra chat before we finish up here, paying to say that since Alex vouched, I'm rooting for SB3. Let's go, bro. There you go. Hey, see, I'm winning you fans over all the time, man. Thank you. You're 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 yeah. my biggest advocate. You and CM Chris. <laughs> yeah, I, I am your Heyman, without a question. Uh, right, it is five minutes two. Let's all wish before he goes. SB3, the best of luck in Quizzlemania tonight. You know what to do. You're leaving here now, but please make your way over to Parts of Unknown with Adam Blompier, and you can catch Quizzlemania and SB3 in action. I promise he's going to deliver. I promise it's going to be good. Don't let S- SRS get in your head, SB3. You are the best three-digit man around. Don't let him tell you anything different. Uh, so, from all of us here at Wrestling Daily, thank you so much for joining us again. Hopefully, you'll see the Quizomania champion next Wednesday, 8pm. But tomorrow, Louis Dangor's in the house with Doc Gallows to open ah. the show. So, join us here, 8pm. Thank you so much, guys. Take it easy, and we will speak to you then. Good luck, SB3! Good Hello. luck, brother! ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. 
Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.